this is where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela, uh, psychic uh, medium, medium, psychic medium. Ah, sorry, I just recorded Conjure Cocktail with Prairie Rose, my YouTube channel, and we had tiki hour, so I'm drinking this. So you're a little uh, juiced up. <laughs> a little juiced up. Um, still doing ketosis, uh, eating too many delicious fatty nut things, so it's not about weight loss, but I feel amazing, and I'm sleeping really well, so I'm just going to see if I'm going to ride this out. This is a keto rum cocktail I made with natural juice. Nice. And it's delicious. Yeah. Hi, my name's Ryan. I am a... Uh... Stand-up comedian, paranormal investigator, lover of all things esoteric and magical. Um, and, you know, just curious about the world, I suppose. Um, so we've got some things to talk about today. Um, I'm getting into a new thing recently. I'm getting into researching and, and looking into magic squares. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The uh, specific magic square that I have first leaned into, I guess, would be Saturn the Saturn square, because it's number three. It's also associated with the number three. And my soul number is three, right? Oh, yep. Oh, my Your surprise just fell off my neck. Um, oh, oh, is it your birthday surprise? It's my birthday surprise. Oh, so, you got your uh, box. Patrons can see the video here. Um, this is one of the things oh, that- it's really big. So it's a pendant. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm guessing, my first guess is that this is a super seven. Am I yep. right? Yep. So it's a Super 7 crystal, which is uh, amazing. And then I also got this. Um, well, it's on my altar. It's a, it's, a, it's a large shungite in a stand, like a wire stand. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also got shungite cell phone protector uh, stickers. I wasn't uh, sure so thank you, you very one. much. You're I do welcome. not have one. I have uh, shungite earrings that I wear from time to time. Karen um, actually sent me her sticker with the shungite. So now look, it's on my phone. Isn't that oh, sweet? that's awesome. That's Look really at this cool. phone. This is a great phone. Woo. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Karen and I were actually texting uh, during uh, 4th of July. Uh, all all kinds of interest, interesting things about, um, you know, like Karen is like getting a little into like, well, not that she always hasn't been maybe, but. Um, Witchcraft? Well, like conspiracy stuff and some other things. She's not like a person Ooh. who doesn't think that you should wear a mask or anything like that. Right. No, but no. Um, she's, she's not definitely stupid. Into, like, she reads facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we were having an interesting, uh, text exchange. My last roommate, my second of the two new roommates moved in on 4th of July. So oh. I've been kind of quarantining a little bit since the last roommate moved in. Cause he flew in and then I helped him move. Then he flew back to Colorado to go get his car. So then the other roommate moves in. So I'm kind of like quarantining a little bit. Um, just to make sure I didn't, you know, pick it up or that mm -hmm. they didn't bring it with them. But um, so anyway, the, as everybody knows, like the astrology, it seems like every, everybody's been just kind of, I mean, we've been, what, we're going on four months now of quarantine. So to April, May, <laughs> Who knows? July. we're going into our fourth month of quarantine. Um, I mean, it's not sheltered place anymore here in California, but it is still, you know, I still don't do anything other than go hiking. You know. <laughs> yeah, me um, too take long walks and things like I, that. I tried to take long walks, but I saw so many scary hillbillies. I have never been scared of uh, anyone non-white in a hoodie ever. That I lived in New York City for most of my life. That's everybody is different colors and not a, not a red flag. I am petrified of these fucking hill people. They rode by, I feel like, I feel like, oh, this must be how racists feel. Cause earlier two of them rode by on bikes and they were looking at houses and I was like, they're casing the joints and it's just fucking white trash. They're probably just looking at houses that have nice yards. And just I was like, riding around. Just they're going to come back and cut our throats and steal my cats. Like it's just. Well, so, there's a dangerous I'm, line I'm, that I think sometimes we can get to when we start <laughs> judging anybody by the way they look, but I Agreed. understand what you're, I understand what you're saying. The, yeah. Um, yeah. But which speaks to the reason why <laughs> I don't I want to be prejudiced, <laughs> which speaks into one of the reasons I was getting into uh, just researching magic squares um, there's a few different reasons, but one of them is the first one I made was a protection magic square. Um, so I made my own sigil from the square by using the square and, um, you know, just kind of taped it over my door. But cause I think once we get to this point now where we're all at, I mean, I think we're all, you know, we're in still in cancer season. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm a cancer and yeah, you it's are. just like, Oh, your birthday, Ryan's birthday is the ninth, the day after the stairs. So oh yeah. Wish so him a happy after, birthday. Yeah. So 
I've never really celebrated my birthday, but I appreciate that. And thank you so much for the gifts. They were very thoughtful. I love you're them. You're very welcome. Remember um, how you were eyeing that Super 7 at the Crooked Path? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And that yes, one's I bigger. I got you a bigger Super this is a 7 big than that these one. Are, these are big ass <laughs> Super 7. These you're going to blast Galactic the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I got to be careful with that. Um, and so I think, you know, and everybody, you know, there's people, you know, people have been talking about civil war even and <laughs> yeah, COVID resurging and like it's spreading, spiking and getting more. So I feel like we all can feel like we're in danger of something. Right. So, um, it's, you know, just to try to have a little bit more peace of mind. I've been doing more like grounding meditation and more okay. clearing my energy. Um, and you know, which is helping me feel better. Um, because we were talking, I think we were talking before we recorded, but we were talking about our nodes, our South node and our North node. Mm -hmm. My South node is in my first house. Um, it's my self-expression and it's, uh, Jupiter, uh, which is all like jovial, jubilant, all those words come from Jupiter. Right. So like, it explains a lot about my personality. Like that's like, you know, that's where my self-expression comes from jovial and jubilant. And then my North node is governed by Scorpio which is super yeah, intense and it's in my yeah. relationship house. But so, which wait, has led I like, thought, sorry, are you sure that these are right, Ryan? Because I'm pretty sure South and North nodes have to be opposites. Well, my first house and my, and my well, I just know that else. my North node is governed by Scorpio. So my South node, I don't know what it's governed by. That would make sense. Cause you and I are, are close in age and the North, the nodes don't move very quickly so we both have scorpio and i told you the fucked up shit i did during the lunar eclipse my guides were like yeah and i thought they'd be all like love and light but no and and i was like that's because my my north node's in scorpio and i'm supposed to step into my scorpio in this lifetime but uh yours is in relationship your scorpio is in relationship yeah my relationship house i mean that's what uh, my one therapist told me but like it speaks to like the intensity of like my relationships Oh, which was pretty, which was pretty eye-opening for me. Wow. Um, and so, and you and I have talked, you know, since we started this uh, podcast about, um, you know, I've always been kind of like an all or nothing kind of guy and like mm-hmm. not, I haven't been great about boundaries and things like that in my life. And it's like, it's becoming very clear to me about like all these boundaries that I need uh, in my life. Uh, well, to just and live a better, the lunar eclipse. Yeah, the lunar eclipse, the moon was in Capricorn while the sun was in Cancer, and neither of them like that. They don't like those placements. The, the, the moon, Cancer is ruled by the moon. So it was all about boundaries. This eclipse was all about setting boundaries, seeing boundaries. Lots of stuff came to light for a lot of people. But I'm so glad that that was a big one for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I do love the moon. I mean, I love being hot, but the moon, I mean, how can you not walk out on like the 4th of July or the last few days and see that big Give the moon, moon time as the earth heats up and the ozone disappears. I'm sure the moon will heat us up soon enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the moon is just beautiful. I mean, it's yeah. like, I don't know. I've always been fascinated by the moon. Did I tell you about that time when I was in high school, I, my sophomore year in high school and my teacher um, just got tired of me being a, just a smart ass in class. <laughs> No. And so I would always, I started getting detention quite regularly. And she would tell me, she's like, you know what? I really, I don't understand why you have to do this. I mean, if you channel this, you know, you could be very, you could be, if you channel this energy, you could be creative. If you channel it into your creative work, you could really do something. So I'm going to, um, so as part of your detention, I'm, you're now entered into a poetry contest. Oh, so she entered me into you a, had so many good teachers. She entered me into a poetry You're, contest. You were like in one of those WB shows growing up. Does WB yeah. <laughs> still exist? I gotta stop making references that don't. I'm sure exist it does. Anywhere. Right? Or does some, it? What I do the know. kids watch now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Children, tell me. <laughs> and so the the poem I came up with was called "The Sun and the Moon," oh my and it was God. a relationship about the sun and the moon. And like, this is so uh, cancer. They're like, they're in a relationship together, right? And, <gasps> you know, like what the sun likes and doesn't like about the moon and what the moon, like the problems in their relationship, how they're like fighting for equal time, but also a little bit jealous, but love each other and need each other. And the poem was a little heavy handed, I think. So like, I didn't, I didn't like. For a teenage boy, I'm Yeah, shocked. it didn't go, it didn't go anywhere. So I was what, 15? I 14? want you to find this poem so bad so we 15? can post it. 
I wish I could find it. I mean, it's, uh, it's long gone. It's long gone. But, um, you know, because that's back when I was like, every poem has to rhyme. Every, it has to, you yeah. know, that's what a poem is. Um, and it was like just very kind of over. It was like my first real attempt at ever writing a poem too. Like I'd never. I loved to write poems. I wrote so many poems as an adult, had them published quite frequently. And then I met my ex-husband from my last lifetime and this lifetime who was a fucking piece of shit critic for the New Yorker in his last life and a very heavy handed editor. And he said to me, you don't know how to write poetry. And I stopped writing. I was way more published as a poet than that piece of shit would ever be. I would love to say that to him someday. Wish I'd said it before. I had so many mean <laughs> things I did say while we were breaking up. Um, but how dare he? And then also it did fuck me up because I wrote so much poetry and then I stopped. Mm. I don't know if I could do it again. I don't know. I think I feel like it's awful when people rob things. I do write, I write real things now. I shouldn't, I, not to shit on poetry, but that was like always my, I'm on the subway. I just had my end of shift drink. I'm kind of buzzed. That dude hasn't called me back. Oh, I'm going to write a poem about it. Like, I guess I'm not there anymore either. So, well, your po who knows what your poetry would be about now? I love poetry. Yeah. I've got a I couple Raymond Carver books I dip into every oh. once in a while just to like I love read Raymond Carver. Um, there's this great movie starring Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, God. I wish I could remember. Oh, that your movie. best friend, Adam oh, Driver. Your uh, best, your boyfriend my, slash my best friend. My mom's been watching that Property Brothers show and my. First, first husband used to always call them the boyfriend brothers because they have like a weird chemistry that's almost boyfriend, but they're twins. Anyway, you and Adam Driver are like boyfriend brothers. Oh, well, Adam Driver is a uh, poet in this. Movie. Oh. But he's a bus it... driver. He's a bus driver. <gasps> I wanted to see that so badly. But uh, he's like, you know. I forgot really, about it. What he really loves is poetry. One and... of the only good things about Utah are the indie film houses. And he's really good. And he's like a really good poet. Um, anyway, I really enjoyed the poetry in the in the movie. But um, I did I already tell you I did Adam Driver's chart one night when I was drunk alone. <laughs> Who knows when that was? Um, and I did you I did you guys across from each other, and you're like destined to be best friends. Did I oh, tell really? you this already? It's I in my notes. Yeah, I think I remember if we were destined to be best friends. Yeah, you guys are so astrologically primed to be best friends. So you already liking Adam Driver and having all these feelings is just proof of cancers being intuitive and you especially being intuitive. Because yeah, you're okay. meant to be best friends. So I just, yeah, well, I'll, I'm sure I'll run into him mm -hmm. at the grocery store you, or something. Did I tell you about the time I believed Michael Stipe and I were supposed to be best friends? No, and then I ran didn't. into him. This is a horrible story. Okay. Oh, wait, so, wait, wait. Did you tell this story? Maybe. I had a miscarriage on the plane back from California to New York. And God, I've had so many miscarriages. Please don't feel bad for me. I'm totally fine with all of them. I've made my peace. I, there are people who are suffering. I am not. Um, but it was horrible and super painful. And I've had two miscarriages on planes when I didn't even know I was pregnant. I thought I had the flu, which a lot of people who've gotten is that, is that one of the reasons why people say like when you're pregnant, you should avoid flying? Probably. I don't know. It felt like the pressure kind of, cause it started, the miscarriage started both times, but then I think the pressure just moved it through out faster. It was really gruesome. It was really, really gruesome. Um, this was my, I believe my first miscarriage and we were so careful. This is how aggressive the babies are in my life who keep trying to come through my body. Jokes on them. I haven't menstruated in two months. I might be in early menopause. Please God leave. Um, but they have gotten in so many times. This guy and I, one of my second fiance, I guess, um, we were using condoms and I was on the pill and I still got pregnant. So kids, please be careful. Um, but we were in Long Beach. We'd visited LA. His, he was from LA. His family still lives there. And can you hear all the cat? I hear some racket going on. And also, by the way, like Sorry. kids, you shouldn't be listening to this program. Uh, I'm not trying to tell we have you what, a lot of young you, listeners. I'm not trying to tell you what to listen to, but like if you know, you should, you know. I don't is, know. This is a, this is a we're at least helpful. Their kids can access anything now. Kids are fucking wily. This generation is like the raccoon who knows how to use a smartphone generation. And my power animal, one of them is a raccoon. That is a total compliment. Raccoons can get anything they want. They're smart, they're wily, they stick together. This generation, raccoons with smartphones. Um, but I was on the plane. We had just seen, um, I just read, I just read an article about Michael Stipe is what it was. And it was like a whole bio thing. And 
and it, it was so fascinating and I, and I, I loved REM and I was just like, I read this article and I thought, oh my God, he and I are supposed to be best friends, but like not a crush or anything. Just like, God, we would fucking love each other. And he's probably a Gemini or something. I don't remember, but, um, that was on the way to LA and then we're flying back after my miscarriage had already kicked in and I was so sick. I thought I had to go to the hospital. And on the plane, I was keeled over in pain. And of course, like you don't really, it's my first one. I didn't know what was happening. We land in Newark and I go into the bathroom and I sit down to pee or whatever, who knows, who remembers. Anyway, a whole sack of baby came out of me and it was okay. horrible. We should probably put a, a trigger. Sorry, you guys. But yeah. babies come out of women and fucking deal with it. Unless you did suffer miscarriage. I'm so sorry. Um, but I I look at it and it's like in toilet paper and I'm just sitting on the toilet like rocking. And I, I think I should probably wrap it up and take it to Central Park to bury it. And then another voice is like, bitch, don't be crazy. Flush that. You're done. You're done here. And I did. I flushed it. Wasn't going to take it out with me. And I am so shocked. I walk out of the bathroom and um, my partner was down the escalator waiting for me. I see Michael Stipe standing there. And now I don't know what's real at this moment. Like, did I just see a, a, a dead person come out of my body? Is this Michael Stipe? I don't know. And I look at him and I already looked pretty fucking crazy at this moment. I look at him and now I've just like upped the ante on my crazy. He sees the look on my face. And he just looks like, oh, hell no. And he turns around, starts walking away as quickly as he can. And he goes and gets on the escalator. And jokes on him, I had to get on the escalator too. So I rush right up behind him. I'm riding on the escalator right behind him. And he's looking over his shoulder and he's all just like, oh, please don't let this crazy woman speak to me. Um, and my ex was supposed to meet me at the bottom of the escalator. But he had wandered off, classic fucking Taurus, wandered off. And um, we get we get down there, and Michael Stipe rushes out. He had a carry-on. He didn't have to go to the carousel to get his luggage like I did. And I find my ex, and I walk up to him, and I say, if you had been where you were supposed to be, you could have seen me riding on the escalator behind Michael Stipe right after I had found out I had a miscarriage, and I looked crazy, and he was scared of me. And my ex was like, you had a miscarriage? And I was like, are you not listening? Michael Stipe and I just rode on the escalator together. <laughs> so I was pretty okay pretty quickly. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I guess which speaks to like your desire, you know, to not have children at the time in that marriage, like both Oof. of you. Well, uh, we weren't married yet. Thank God. Oh, oh okay. Mm. Um, wow. I don't. Yeah. Um, no, I have, uh, this is my Scorpio, my North Node Scorpio. Scorpio is super okay with death. I process death and I grieve and then I'm pretty fucking okay with it, which I realize is not the norm at all. I do well at funerals. I do really well. I, I hurt for people who hurt. I don't hurt for the dead, I guess. I hurt for the people who, like my aunt who lost her son. I hurt for her all the time. But also at the same time, I'm like, don't you feel him though? He's always here. Like he's always coming back. But no, not the same thing. But yeah. Definitely I not really, the same thing. No. You can't go no. get a hoagie with uh, nope. a ghost. Nope. I feel way. him all the time. He's with his sister. Why did I say most, hoagie? I think. can't go get a hoagie with <laughs> You I've can't go to a, Pittsburgh and get a, ho a hoagie. I've never been like, I've I'm never called it. one of my friends ever and be like, hey, you want to go get a hoagie? It's because Where I'm, do you watching, get them? I'm watching Billions. Oh, Have you seen Billions right, you said, on Showtime? No. Oh, How is it? so good. Anyway, really? it's so good. <gasps> it's, it's like as good as Succession is. Um, oh my God, you're fucking kidding me. I love Succession. If, it is if you delicious. love Succession, you'll love Billions. I want to eat it with a spoon. The drama's good. The people are freaks. That level of riches is so like what yeah, i mean what is what, this world that yacht they live on or whatever dude, with billions the is you art? gotta billions is you gotta dive in showtime is like 99 it. cents for the first two months right now i'll give it a shot and uh, um i'm uh, oh good yeah it's so good i'm already on season two um i have some shit to tell you that's actually magical but i am watching um what is it called i think you should leave please right do you know the show know it's the show. comedy on netflix i think you should probably leave I think, I think you should probably leave is what I'm pretty sure it's called. It is. So kids in the hall was my obsession. Um, I missed a lot of school because I would stay up to 4am to watch kids in the hall reruns on regular TV. Cause it used to be like, we couldn't get it and then we could get it, but it was the reruns. Um, it is very much like kids in the hall, 
very just all over the map, sketch comedy, hilarious people. I love that the women get to be funny and gross. It is so fun. I can't, I've only watched their episodes because I'm savoring it. I'll laugh my ass I'll have to them. check that everybody, out because I love Kids in the it. Hall. Kids in the Hall oh is great. Oh my God. And that reminds me, that was like a really special time when those late night reruns mm-hmm. um, where you could find, I guess, the more subversive comedy. Yeah. That wasn't Kids, exactly primetime material, we had to right? stay up till 4 a.m. and then go yeah. to school and at It 7. felt like you were in on it, you know? It really yeah. felt like you were in on something. Uh, you were in on the underground. It was, and it was, and Kids in the Hall yeah. really encapsulated that in a way that, you know, I would argue Saturday Night Live didn't even. But, um, Boring. Well, Saturday Night Live. Not all of it. Not all it of so, it. But... I really loved Saturday Night Live for a long time. Um, I mean, I have a I mean, stuffed gorilla named Farley. It, you know, oh yes old old snl but i just think it it got so it just stupid. well it depends on your generation so stupid you know what yeah. i mean like, i think generationally it changes with the audience and some of us age out of it maybe yeah. um and you know because it's it's not targeting us it's you know it's not being made for us necessarily yeah so i before i forget because i have a lot of cool weird things to tell you um Remember the crazy shit, the shooting star that turned out to be a UFO that I talked about last week? Oh, did I tell you last week that I saw the thing during the daytime? What thing? The thing? That thing? No, like a Why a would meteor, you tell me this? A meteor? No, you didn't tell me. I think I was going to, but I forgot why we were talking about that last week. <sighs> wow. Because around, uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was the same day. I don't remember what day it was, but I'm walking back into my apartment complex and it's not even close to being dark yet. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in that, like, it just starts to get light purple a little bit. Um, nice. Very like the lovely. sun is setting. Right. But it's uh, not anywhere but close. It's still to here. Dark. Yeah. And you I'm could, you could in... still, you would still require sunscreen technically. I've exactly. just about Yes, yeah. for sure. And as I'm walking towards my apartment door, there's a, a neighbor's like walking perpendicular toward me on the line I'm at, uh, that I'm walking. And all of a sudden, not even that far away, like, close yep a what it must have been like a piece of space uh, yep. scrapnel just or, saw what day did you meteor? see yours because this just happened no, I, outside my mom's house with my cousin new, katie who saw it we had her baby and i was walking them home i don't remember like my concept of time when things happen is i'll find out right is now impossible mine now um mine was just a few days ago it was before i could go time. back and look but i think it's been a couple weeks and really um and it was like greenish, it was like bright greenish. And it just, and then like burned out and disappeared. Yep. And I like stopped and I looked to the Huge, guy. Huge, right? Go, Did you just see that? And he goes, what? I go, did <gasps> you just see that? I mean, it looked like it was almost right above our building. Like maybe like yep. half a yep. mile at the most. Yep. Katie and I, I'm walking her home because I'm always scared. I, I'm not always scared. I'm always on guard and ready to fight. I put my Converse on. I got pepper spray. I don't know if a dog or a hillbilly will attack, but she had the baby and I was like, I'm ready to fight for you. And of course, her husband came and met us like halfway and they're only two blocks from my mom's house. But I'm just very paranoid about little babies and dogs and cats. Um, so we're walking out. We're barely out of my mom's house. And I'm looking at Katie and I'm talking to her and I see it looked just like the real version of the one to grow on star. There was a fucking rainbow at night. And my mom is trying to tell me it's because there must've been rain between me and this, which would make sense. The moon was very bright. could make a rainbow, a night rainbow. I see a night fucking rainbow. Double rainbow, double rainbow. (laughs) Night rainbow is even better than double rainbow. Yeah, yeah. How many people live to see a night rainbow? Um, Shooting through the sky, bright silver, looked like a diamond, like it had so much shine to it. I've never seen anything like this. And it was right over, it was, it was right over Katie's head and I see it coming and immediately we're just, and I yell, Oh my God, Katie, look. And she looks and she's like, Holy shit. And then it just crashes to the earth somewhere. It was bigger and brighter than the thing that just made the news in, I want to say Tokyo, Japan, right? That just happened in Tokyo, didn't it? Um, but I looked at the video of that and I was like, that's nothing. Nobody must have seen it. Nobody must have filmed it. But um, after that, we were just like, holy shit, holy shit. And I knew when I saw it, it meant something. And I was like, we're going to be safe. We're going to be okay. 
everything's looking out for us. It's going to be great. Cause I just worry. They just had a baby in January and it was just, just a little baby and the world is crazy right now. Um, but it was beautiful and it was an absolute gift from the universe. And I am grateful. And it's impossible when something happens that quickly to get out your phone and be recording. Oh yeah. It was, so, and, it's, it was and it's better to just, dare I say, it's better to just not even think about getting your phone out than just yeah. taking it in. No, your phone is going to make it look all janky and pathetic. Your eyes. Yeah. And you're, you're robbing lose. yourself of the moment. Yep. Yeah. When you um, I have, I had a, okay. So this lunar eclipse brought lots of painful garbage out of our shadowy corners and dragged corpses into the light and laid them at our feet. So Wait, are we getting ready to transition to some real magical stuff here? Mm-hmm. Okay, take let's break? take a let's then let's take our break now, because um, I think we're right about that time. So let's, let's take a quick it. break and we'll come back and talk about the corpses that are out of the shadows. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, we're back. My cats we're- are like fucking gremlins tonight. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. I'm totally fine. With Just it. don't feed them uh, after midnight. Too late. Just kidding. It's only nine thirty. Um. So. Okay. I, I, I think I talked about this, how I was journeying and doing a past life for somebody. And I saw my squirrel going down the hole and she looked over her shoulder and she was like, come on, let's go. And I was elated because confirmation that she's one of my, my power animals and I can work with her. Um, haven't seen her again in a wormhole and wormholes. I usually end up in when I'm doing past lives because gotta get places fast. Um, then I posted a video of her. I hadn't seen her for a minute. And anybody who's following my Instagram stories, Penny was losing some fur on her back. And I thought it was because she was having rough sex with her boyfriend. Maybe that is part of the reason. Um, but I posted a video where I'm sitting out on the pavement. She comes running up to me. It's so cute. She puts her hand on my, my toes. It's very loving. We have a special intimacy. And I see this horrible wound in her neck. Horrible, gross, like chunk of her hanging off. Now, this is my living current uh, baby thing in my life. And I am Googling everything. I'm like, do I take her to a vet? What do I do? Um, Posted the video and one of our listeners said that looks like a bot fly. And I'm like, no, no, I think a hawk tried to pick her up. And then I was like, well, wait, you're reacting quickly to this. Let's go Google bot fly because maybe this person knows what they're talking about. And yes, she did. Thank you very much for the information. I look up bot fly. It is a horrible thing that kind of looks like a bee, so you're not going to kill it unless you're a monster, which, Um, Oh, oh my God, also I have this new snake. The new snake that I posted in my stories came right up to the front door and didn't scare away. It wasn't scared of me. It was just like, hey, I'm here too. Because that orange snake's in the back, and I have a giant black snake with an orange belly in the front. Amazing. My mom's like, we got to get snake be gone. I'm like, they're fine. Leave them where they are. Um, So anyway... This was right after my snake was outside. A giant black snake, totally harmless, not poisonous. Um, but snakes are hakate, snakes are protection. I am surrounded by snakes and cats and shooting stars. Like this is bliss. I could, thank God I left LA. You know, this has been a really weird experience. And my squirrels, oh, I have a new one now. Her boyfriend now comes up to me and lets me pet him too. So I'm not as thrilled about him, whatever he learned it from her. She's the OG of squirrel petting, but- um. Uh- She's the Layla from Clan of the Cave Bear. She is the Layla. Oh my God. I Which by the way, is such a great Bear. series of books. Yeah. I ha- I only watched the filthy film. Oh gosh. Which... You can't, the film ruins it. No. The film well, ruins it because you have this like great image of who Layla is. And then. And then know, the film Darryl, makes her just like a rape Daryl Hannah replaces that image. Yeah. And, just hot and yeah. So if you want to read a series of books where uh, this woman invents fire, horseback riding, all this kind of stuff, Clan of yep. the Cave Bear is for you. I had a Clan of the Cape Bear t-shirt that I wore to, um, I want to say elementary school, maybe junior high, but still very wildly inappropriate for a child to be wearing that if you've seen the film. So, uh, but my parents own video stores, so we got all kinds of weird swag and, and I loved the movie because I was like, oh my God, you can have sex from behind. Anyway, um, so I am outside <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, remember when we all discovered that it was like, what? Um, I'm, I'm sitting on the pavement and this, in the video, she comes up to touch my toes and I see this horrible thing on her neck. And, um, I go look up bot fly and 
they are these horrible, furry, kind of bee-looking flies. When it's warm, and they, they prefer to do this to squirrels, chipmunks, occasionally horses, the pores are open on these animals and these horrible little monsters who have a right to live, but I will kill one if I see it after I try to take my daughter down. Um, they lie, they, they lay, sorry, I'm so upset my grammar's getting bad. They lay eggs on the skin. I'm also drinking rum. They lay eggs on the skin and the pores are open enough that these fucking eggs these tiny worm things get into their skin and you guys should just all google this if you like horrific gross things that are real so penny Cue it up one. after your dr pimple popper oh my god i haven't watched a video of a bot fly removal but i bet they're there i couldn't do it i couldn't do it because she still had the fly the larvae was sticking out of her neck and i got into squirrel, squirrel message boards. I went down <laughs> wormholes. I went crazy trying to figure out what I should do for my baby. The best thing you can do if it's a wild squirrel is just to let it come out. They will come out. Oh my God. So um, I also hadn't seen her in a while. So um, she went somewhere for it to come out. And the bad thing is they can weaken them and they're more likely to be attacked by a wild animal or something, but she was fine. She, they've all come out of her skin in a matter of days, thank God. But here's when, sorry, you guys, uh, another trigger warning. This is some childhood trauma about um, baby dead animals. Um, when I was about five years old, my piece of shit father, who I haven't felt hatred for because hatred is passion, and I was just like, nah, you're pathetic. I don't care. Um, now I hate him again, which is probably, you know, a corpse being dragged into the light, a, a shadow corpse in the light. Um, when I was about five years old, he would not spare or neuter any of our cats. And we had at one point 22 cats. And I remember being so thrilled because my birthday is on the 22nd. And it was like, yay, magic. What was his he reason not, for that? Cheap fucking asshole. Cheap piece of shit asshole. Whenever I throw shady hatred at Sag men, it's mostly because he was a Sag. And he was. He was just like the worst case scenario Sag. Um, but this one kitten... Uh, had something sticking out of her neck. And my dad pulled it out. And it was, I, he told me it was my fault. I'm a five-year-old child. I sat up all night and watched this kitten die. They let me stay out all night on the patio watching her die in her little cat hole and bawling. And she, the whole, it was horrific. It was a horrible way to die. Um, he told me it was my fault because I kept petting the kittens and then the mother would carry them somewhere and hide them from me. Now, I remember her moving them one time, but when this was happening, they were all in the cat little house right outside the door. So she didn't carry them off somewhere. He told me it was my fault that the cat, the mama cat tore a hole in the baby's neck and a fly laid a maggot in it. Um, bot flies don't need holes to lay eggs in. And he said, I tried to save her. I pulled it out, but she died. Here's the other thing I learned about bot flies. You don't pull them out unless you're a fucking vet. Because if you don't pull them out correctly and you leave any bit in there, the bot fly, the larvae will remove all of itself. But if it breaks off or whatever and it stays in there, it's toxic. It kills the animal. My dad fucking killed that kitten. My whole life, I sat in therapy. My last therapist, I sat there bawling, telling her... Speak of the fucking devils. I have four cats because of because of this childhood trauma. What are you guys doing? Oh, they found good garbage. I, I don't blame them. Um, I have four cats because of this childhood trauma. I sat in a therapist's office telling her, describing this kitten. She's fluffy. She's black and white. She looks just like this kitten. She is the kitten I watched die when I was five. And my therapist, fabulous woman, said to me, don't you see, Angela? Every kitten is that kitten to you. Holy shit. Every kitten, every cat, every animal are the animals. Cause I have some horror stories from growing up in that house of my neglectful shitty fucking piece of shit father, just letting us get animals and not taking care of them. You know, or he would bring them in, not even like letting the kids get them. He just was awful. Shouldn't have had kids. Shouldn't have even had pets. Now he's a cat hoarder, which, oh, those poor animals. Um, I'm sure he's like really suffering in it too. Oh my God. Talk about karma. I hope those cats fucking eat him. Oh, please God. 
please. Wouldn't that be magnificent? They find his corpse eaten by cats. I'm sorry. I am very hateful, but my this was just brought into the light for me. My whole life, I blamed myself since I was a child for that kitten dying. Then, who could have known my squirrel, my darling squirrel, none of the other squirrels have bot flies. She would get a bot fly, a generous listener would share her knowledge, and I would go down my own disgusting wormhole about my childhood and be released. It wasn't my fault. I don't have to adopt all the animals I keep. I don't even have to foster all the animals, but I will keep fostering all the animals. What a fucking release. And Penny, my power animal, carried a bot fly right up to me, you know, in her precious little neck. Let me see it. Let me film it. Never saw it again in her. And now I'm free. I'm free of the guilt and shame of killing a kitten when I was five years old, which I did not even do. Uh, it's really heavy to lay that on a kid. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, I guess you could argue that it would take a kid to do something that to another kid. So mentally... Yeah. And I'm, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some grown-up. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, that I'm like a... <laughs> but you are a fully evolved man like but like it's you know i've done some childish things but like that's heavy to Mm do yeah oh yeah i hate him again and that's fine we're gonna go through a new hate cycle and then he'll be just you know the recycling the cats knocked on the floor and are eating garbage out of right now it'll be that to me in no time at all but yeah this this lunar eclipse was all about dragging shit into the light i think uh like when it comes to like dragging these corpses into the light and stuff, it's like, it is, you know, it is interesting that like, you know, when it, like to what we were talking about at the beginning with like, you know, if you just want to like ground yourself and, you know, give yourself more protection and you're talking about like that with your friend and her baby and mm-hmm. being outside and seeing these things, it's like, you know, constantly renewing that, you know, as opposed to like, Oh, I did a thing six months ago to uh, protect yeah. myself and now I'm good until I'm dead. It's like, yeah. I, I think like it's the, you know, cause I can be a lazy bastard. I mean, for sure. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can really lean into being lazy. So like, for I me, knew I was going to hear, I can really lean into being lazy. I almost yeah. said it with you. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's easy for me to like, you know, lean into that. And you know what, I think is helpful to remember is like when it comes to like actually trying to incorporate practices into your life, like sometimes things that I struggle with forever, like go away and I don't even realize it. Yep. Like I haven't had coffee in like four days and it wasn't, I didn't make a conscious choice to stop drinking coffee. I just stopped drinking coffee. Like in the past, I've always been like, this is the, I have to mark it on my calendar two weeks from now. I can stop drinking coffee because wow. this will be, you know, and like this time I just kind of, I didn't have coffee one day and it didn't really occur to me. And then the next day I didn't have coffee and it didn't occur to me that I didn't have coffee. And then it was, I think last night where I realized when I haven't made coffee. Wow. And like, That's I how think I it's, am too. It's maybe four or five. I like, I don't even remember how many days, but, um, and I'm just like, Oh wow. That's weird. Because mm-hmm. it's always something that's been like, oh my God, okay, I gotta, oh, I gotta gear up for getting off the coffee, you know? Like, it's wow. like such a, you know, because it was such a daily ritual part of my life, you know, having caffeine yeah. and the headaches and things like that. And, you know, I have been able to take a nap. I felt like I wanted to take a nap the last few days, like all day long. And then I was like, why am I so fucking tired other than just like everything being confined and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh shit, I haven't had coffee in days. So I have allowed myself, I did allow myself a, uh, my roommate moved in. And so his dad is a friend of mine. And so after he moved in on the 4th of July, I wanted, we took a walk around the neighborhood. It took like a two and a half hour walk just to kind of see what's going on around here. Hmm. And we ended up walking down to like downtown Burbank and there's a shake shack down there, Uh which I might, I might apply for a job. Ryan. I mean, they pay fourteen fifty an hour. <gasps> I would love to see you working at a Shake I'd, Shack. I'll work at a Shake Shack I, right now. Just getting sixty percent okay. off shakes every day. Yep, I know. And so, and it was super. I it was like nine, it. it was like eighty eight degrees out, and we were, you know, the sun was out, so we stopped there. And I was like, I need a milkshake, dude. Like, 
I haven't had a milkshake in months. So we got a, I, I don't know if I've ever had a Shake Shack milkshake. Uh-oh. So I was like, I got to get me a milkshake. So we got a milkshake and I was just like, fuck yeah. Like, I think I confuse in and out and Shake Shack. Milkshake, right? And, but then it, you know, in the past it would have been like, I had a milkshake. I guess I'm just having milkshakes every day or whenever I want now. <gasps> right. But that's also like, our Uranus opposition ending. Yeah. Cause yeah, now we're so, free. We're free of habits. Yeah. So I don't, and I haven't been sitting around going, God, I need a milkshake. God, I need a milk, you know, like, like yeah. I would in the past when I was just making shakes at home and, yeah. you know, all different kinds and flavors and deliciousness, but like, and even talking about it right now <laughs> isn't getting me like, you know, like when, like you can talk about like, uh, doing cocaine. And it's like, Oh my, I can feel the drip in my throat. Just talking about it. Like, I don't get that even right now talking about the milkshakes. I mean, they're good wow. and delicious and I still love a, a milkshake, I guess, but mm. it, a milkshake no longer has power over me. <laughs> hopefully. Cause the universe has a funny way of saying like, Oh, you made a declaration that you're ready to do this and that you're in this place. Well, how about this motherfucker? And like, and then just smacks and lands you on your yeah. ass. Right. And I've experienced that time and time and time again. And so I have no, I'm not trying to challenge the universe uh, and whether the universe is a reflection of me or, you know, depending on what we want to talk about, you know, we can go, we can go deep into that and the imaginal reality and the universe is a reflection of everything that's inside of us. But man, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm on the right path with milkshakes now. Good. Maybe I can I'm have a really healthy relationship glad. with milkshakes. Wow. I uh, hope I can forward. with Mezcal. Just kidding. I'm fine with Mezcal, but I have to drink it all the time. That's and I didn't have right. to shit either. What does that mean? You usually have to shit if you, are you lactose well, intolerant? Yeah. Yeah. At this stage. <laughs> and, and you're drinking milkshakes. Yeah, so it's like, but it, I was fine. <laughs> so good. But I was fine. And, I, I think, and the best part is that I didn't have to shit either. Yeah. It's the punishment. <laughs> I have to shit right after. You know, it's wow. the punishment. It's the old Catholic punishment for, uh, for your sin. The, um, you know, corporal punishment. Uh -huh. uh, no. So I, uh, but I think it's also because maybe my diet's just better in general because of this whole quarantine yes. like smoothies and other things like that. And oh, yeah. um, trying to just feel better physically, but I'm eating so many greens, but like I wore my smaller bikini the other day to my brothers. It was amazing. My oh, smaller like multiple, bikini. I bought. Mean? So, um, it was a bikini that I technically couldn't fit into yet, but I bought it anyway, knowing that, well, this isn't my perma body. This is my quarantine body. Um, but when I uh, stopped eating carbs, just because they make me feel like shit, I'm just, I PCOS and Hashimoto's, I just have insulin resistance. So I feel great not doing it. If I actually count my calories, I'll be fucking supermodel in no time. But I don't know that I care quite yet. I just, I just want to feel good. Um, but I bought a bunch of bikinis for really cheap. And I wore one over there the other day and I was just like, look at my body. My mom and my brother don't want to look at my body. And I'm like, look at it. <laughs> it's great. I mean, do you see what's happening here? Oh, what? I, I mean, it's so funny because it was just a few weeks ago. <laughs> we were talking, you were, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not speaking out of school here, but we were talking about how during your mom's treatment, she was making you look at her boobs. Oh my God. And now it's like, payback. I don't want to look at your boobs. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you're doing, you're, you're in a way doing the kind of the same. It's kind of the kinda. same. Thing. It's funny there, to me. It's kind of like a it reflection. Is, it is kind of, it is kind of, she likes it though. She loves it when I'm like, look how, look at this bikini bottom. She's like, you look great. She's very good and kind to me. Um, I had something so cool happen the other day. Um, I also did, I finally did Karen's podcast. I've been putting it off because she was like, wait till you have your psychic development class. Then you can promote it. And I was like, that's a great idea. And then she texted me and she's like, Hey, do you want to do it this Friday? And I was like, no, I don't make take it to film class. Out. And she goes, it won't come out till August. So what was so amazing about this, the day before I said to my guides, when they, when they were like, you need to be working on this. I was like, if only I had a real deadline, boom, they gave me a deadline. Thank you. Thank you guys. Very grateful. Cause now I have to get it done. Um, but it's so funny because my mom will kind of eavesdrop sometimes when I'm reading and then she'll be like, I want you to give me a reading. I want you to give me a reading. And I love that she believes in it and is supportive. And because she and my brother went through a phase where they just denied the woo. And we saw so much crazy shit that I think that that was their survival mechanism, especially because they were living alone. And it's creepy. It's scary. You know, this shit is, is real and weird. But um, 
Um, it's so fun because in between readings, I'll, I'll, I take a break or I go to the bathroom and then I reset for the next person and all this stuff. And, um, and she was like, did you have a good reading? And I said, I'm going to raise my prices. And she was like, what? And I told her, <clears throat> I just read somebody. And it's funny because I do see stuff and I feel like sometimes I just feel insane. And anybody who's seeing stuff, so many people are waking up right now, feel crazy because that's just proof that you're giving into it. It's so crazy sometimes, the stuff that we see and the stuff that our guides show us that the only answer is I'm insane or it's real. There's no in between. Don't deny it. If you're thinking I'm crazy, you're on the right path. And I read somebody who I haven't read in a really long time. And I, I never remember the readings because when you channel, you're not really connecting. You've got to let it go. Can't connect, you know? And at the end of the, the reading, I was like, do you have any other questions? And she said, yeah, last time... Um, and it came back to me when I was reading her and I was reading her at my table in LA and this was back. I usually don't read pe people at the table. I usually read people in my bed because, oh my God, this cat is really giving it up right now. Um, because my bed is a power source for me. It's easier for me to channel there. And then I just have to cleanse it of other people's stuff. But, um, I was like, wow, it was a long time ago. She asked me to look at her power animals that I'd read them before and I couldn't really see what they were. And there was a moment where I was like, oh, shit, I hope they're going to be the same. What if I'm a fraud is really how I felt. But I didn't ask her what I saw or anything. And I looked and I was like, you got a peacock and you got a weird prehistoric thing that's walking on its belly. And she's like, that's exactly what you told me last time. I was elated. I don't remember this. If I saw the same shit over a year later, it just validated me. It just like gave me just uh, such a boost. And I couldn't quite tell what the weird prehistoric thing was. It looked like a Komodo dragon. Then it grew up and it was like Godzilla. It's a really great power animal for anybody. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. Um, but then she kept saying, she's like, you told me that last time. You told me that last time. And I was so happy because I am going through weird unworthiness in this fucking cancer son. No offense, Ryan. I know a lot of people are also feeling this way. It's a very tough time to believe in what you do. And I'm still working. I'm still reading people. And I always, I always give myself permission where like, okay, if you go in there and you can't see anything, you just give me your money, their money back. I've always been able to let myself off the hook in that sense. But man, when something like that comes through, I don't take notes on anybody. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about anybody when I get on the phone with them, except like a handful of people because I've read them so many times or I've developed friendships with them. But it was awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> and it sounds like a badass power animal. And mm -hmm. I do understand like the feelings of unworthiness. They've been like in so intense Ugh, yeah. and so heavy. Um, I mean, luckily I have two very good therapists um, yeah. who, you know, I can't go hang out with friends. So really, so, I mean, it's nice having, you know, more people living here, but there's more people around, but um, the, the sense of unworthiness and like not being able to work, mm -hmm. you know, cause I haven't been able to the last, I think I went to Minneapolis in February uh, for a weekend. Um, and there was a blizzard. Uh, Are so you only, serious? Yeah. So oh, wait. Only, yeah, I remember the first this. Night, the first night of shows was canceled. And then uh -huh. we ended up doing the second night, but it was still crazy out. Um, what, month, what month was that? February, I believe. Oh, which is not the right time to it. go visit no. Minneapolis um, uh, in the winter. But, uh, but yeah, so like just not being able to work um, at the number one thing that you really love yeah. is you know, it is difficult to kind of, cause after a while you're just like, I guess I don't do that anymore. You know? So yeah. like, it's like, what the fuck do I do? Um, yeah. and you know, there have been comedians that have been going out on the road and doing stuff. I'm not doing that. Like, no, I, I don't, Ugh, you know, no. and that's gonna, that'll probably be stopping any day now anyway. But, um, and I also understand the plight of the small business. It's like these comedy clubs and these like small, like rock and roll venues that do comedy shows. It's like, they're in like desperate need of making money and it's, and they're the places where I make my money. So I, I don't know what next year is going to look like for me or even later mm -hmm. this year, as far as what I do. Um, but I can't worry. I can't obsess about that. No, no, um, no. And you're but it fine. Does, yeah. And it does speak into or speak on like the, the feeling of unworthiness that just like so fucking overwhelming. Yeah. For lots oh of, Oh my people. God. This it's time horrible. Is, it's all yeah. going to be better when we when the sun goes into Leo. 
That's when is where that? the sun belongs around July 21st. I don't know exactly what day. So two more weeks. Yeah. Ish. Two more weeks of fucking misery. Just kidding. Ryan. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so sympathetic to cancers in general, living in the cancer mindset and all the feelings. And everybody should remember this when they, when they lash out or ever say to any soul, you're too sensitive. That is not true. Nobody's too sensitive. They're well, that's just always been my problem. Supposed to be. Ever since yeah. I was a kid. And like, I was always, my friends would always, you know, like, I think we've even talked about it on here when I was in college, me and my buddy were called the sensitive movement in our fraternity. Great. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, would have called you that sarcastic. Uh Oh, the sensitive movements here. What are they going to say? We can't, we can't do these things anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but there are ways. I feel to, like that sometimes with you too. But there are, but ways I, to, I love that. I appreciate it about you. Sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say there are ways to do things. I think we can, you know, kind of, you know, put a bow on this. Uh, we can talk about carnelian a little bit. Oh, um, hey! I'm, I've been wearing carnelian. Uh, this My... is I. I used to wear this all the time when I was on stage, um, for like performance and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. it's also it's good for all kinds of things. I've got my crystal Bible here. Um, Preach but, uh, it. Well, it grounds Preach you it, and anchors minister. you in the present reality, which is oh, um, you know, I Keep can't. It, I don't, don't remember. Want it. I don't remember all the details of what crystals do all the time. Like I can't keep track. And, I know. You know, maybe someday somebody will have a, a really cool phone app that uh, makes all that and all this wow. kind of stuff in the way it ties into other things. I would pay really anything easy. for that kind of phone app. And maybe someone has even seen like a very rough draft version of it on that's working yeah. right maybe now. Maybe it but, already has a super cool name and it will be announced to the public soon. Yeah, potentially. These are all just hypotheticals. <laughs> um, but it grounds you and anchors you in the present reality. It's a stabilizing stone with high energy. It is excellent for restoring vitality and motivation and for stimulating creativity, which I've been like, I've been a dormant creative, uh, like pile of cow dung for, yeah. for a few weeks where I yep. just, I don't really, I don't have the creative juices flowing. Like I did like for the first couple months of this quarantine, um, uh, there's a, this is some really good stuff though. Um, psychologically, it impacts or it imparts an acceptance of the cycle of life and removes fear of death. In ancient times, it was used to protect the dead on their journey to the afterlife. It gives courage, promotes positive life choices, dispels apathy, and motivates for success in business and other matters. It's useful for overcoming abuse of any kind, which is good. Uh, the stone helps you to trust yourself and your perceptions. It gets to the bottom of what makes you tick, overcomes negative conditioning, and encourages Ooh. steadfastness. Um, it's, it improves analytical abilities and clarifies perception. Um, this is, and it's also good, like, if you want to, if you're having a hard time meditating, um, it can clear your, it can clear all that extra bullshit that's coming in while you're trying to meditate on something. Mm -hmm. um, it's good for that. So wear it around your neck, hold it in your hand. You know, I, I put this necklace kind of thing around my wrist. It's, you know, it's nice. loose and doesn't fit great, but, um, so yeah, it's all oh. about life force and vitality and performance. Um, yes. you know, it's pink, it's orange, it's red. It's, uh, it's rad. I've always loved carnelian. It's always been one of my favorites. Um, that reminded me of it's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, I don't know that song. It's, log, it's better than bad. It's good. It's I'm pretty sure it's for Ren and Stimpy. Oh, I was never a big Ren and Stimpy head. God, I was, I like so gross and funny. I, now I would just be like, what? But childhood, I don't even childhood. know. So the gross. Days, we the glory so days. Gross. Booger jokes. Hell yeah. Booger jokes now. Oh my God, Ryan, look who's here. Look who's here to judge you. Oh, we're moving the camera. Oh my God. Can you see her? I couldn't see her until I saw the eyes. Mm, She's like, the eyes. So evil. She was staring right into the camera. That was pretty cool. I know she's so fucking badass. So cool. I think anybody who's into stones probably already has a carnelian laying around, um, but it's a, uh, you know, a good one to keep handy during times like this. I would say. Oh yeah, man, these times is is tough. I can't stop with my rose quartz. I got a lot of it. I have like a handful of crystals. Oh, I broke my fluorite just yesterday. I'm so bummed. Then I kept getting the shards of glass in my foot. I need to look it up and see if there's a message there. I'm sure there is, um, but. Uh, Yes, you. God, this cat. Um, but <laughs> look at her. So beautiful. Oh, so oh. By the way, I'll probably I'll we'll probably send you a link, or we'll include a link to like just a basic uh, site that has like some information on magic squares. 
Um, just oh, play yeah. around with those. It's fun to do. Get some carnitas. I, I encourage people to make their own sigils. I made a sigil for the new moon um, for specific action against things. And um, it was so cool. The sigil came to me and I loved the sigil so much, even though I had to burn it to do the thing that I needed to do. And I was like, but what does it matter? I'll just take a picture of it. My phone's camera would not work. And I was like, okay, message received. Message and then of course received. it works fine later. Yeah. That's funny. I just taped one over my door, the doorway. Ooh. Um, so yeah, I've always been like kind of make your own sigil. I've mm -hmm. never been into like the creating a sigil through like specifically, this is the first sigil I've ever made through Magic Square, uh, through a Magic Square. So like, I'm interested to see, and this was just the Saturn Magic Square that I used, which is only wow. nine boxes. Um, and so, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's ones that are huge too. So, and they're good ciphers, by the way, if you're into like, you know, if you, if you're still curious about like, what is a Magic Square? Like if you have ever picked up one of those puzzle books or Sudoku or Sudoku, um, Sudoku, I believe it is, um, or Sudoku, or no, it's Sudoku. I always God, like transpose those. I always transpose <laughs> those. Guys. Um, it's like, they're essentially kind of, they're in that same, they're in that same vein. It's all about numerology and the power of the numbers and the energy of the universe that are represented by these numbers. So, so cool. So I think that's it, right? Well, I got to read a review real quick because it's so good. Um, also, you guys, I'm remembering right now that I told you I was going to pull a winner and I fucked this up again. I'm so sorry. I, it's not that I'm sitting around with thumbs up my ass drinking um, Mezcal. I swear I don't drink Mezcal till like 2 a.m. Um, I've been very busy and flustered and I just recorded with Prairie today, so I'm just a mess. Um, and you guys should all go watch Contra the Cocktail. I tell you a really cool fucking pineapple spell. A pineapple spell that you use your piss in. It's amazing. Um, it's on It's on YouTube, Conjure the Cocktail. But, if you don't know Prairie, just a little teaser because I might be taking a trip. Oh, Yeah. Curry's um, gonna co-host one with me. I got all kinds of fucking ladies lined up. We're gonna do an episode called "This Is Where the Vagic Happens." That's the first one we're gonna do when Ryan bails. I will make it male friendly too. Did you know that our listeners? We have so many new listeners. Suddenly, there are more dudes than women, and I am so overjoyed and impressed because men are all waking up, and we're all one now. Gender is not real. I love you all. That is. Bravo, dudes. Bravo. Because I know that this is not exactly your kind of content coming out of my mouth. But, um, and also even Ryan's journey, like this is, you know, weird fucking shit. And I'm super impressed that more men are jumping on board. Um, anyway, I want to read a review. It's called Grateful I Found This by My Cat's Awesome. Obviously, I wanted to read it as soon as I saw their username, but then I read the review and yes, it made me want to read it even more. This podcast came to me at the exact right time and I love it so very much. Angela and Ryan are charming, smart, interesting, and full of light and laughs. I've been in what can only be called a magical winter the last few years and this podcast is helping me remember my own magic and get excited about it again. Keep on putting them out and I'll keep devouring them. Amazing work, guys. Thanks for such awesome content. Only love and a whole bunch of beautiful goddess moons and stars, Melanie. Well, thank you Isn't very much. That's very kind. Thank you for listening. I've reread it. I love this. I love this one so much. And so sorry. I have to pull. Okay, I got this fancy velvet bag. So I'm going to print out all the ones that people have emailed to me. I'll I remind you before we record next. Thank you. I'm going to print them out. I'm going to cut them up so they won't have like any of my intent of my handwriting or anything like for favorites. You guys are going to watch me. Patrons are going to watch me pull my bag. It's going to be super fair, square. And I'm going to pull two next week because I feel so bad about being two weeks late on this. All right. So go and, write a uh, review. And patreon.com <laughs> backslash uh, this is where the magic happens. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, videos of the chats are up there um, as well as bonus secrets and other, other stuff is uh, up over there. So yeah, pop on over and give it a check. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, we Where magic love happens you. at we uh, love on, you. on Instagram. So Ryan, yeah. I've had two ounces of rum. We love them. We love them. Also, we do. Ryan, this cat, she's got it in for you. She doesn't <laughs> like it. She does not. She's not having it. Uh, <laughs> Look at her long history.
Don't we? She does. She she doesn't like the way I love Ryan. She Rue's a man hater though. That's on Rue. That's on Rue. I Um, get a very strong lesbian vibe from Rue. Rue. (laughs) I'm here for it. You know. Well, my love for Rue is real. And just remember, this shit is real. (laughs) 